In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Merry Christmas. Thank you. There's something about the holiday season that evokes memories of home. Home maybe as a child, home maybe as your hometown, your home church, the customs and traditions that you would have as a family. I asked several of you today whether or not you had opened gifts last night or this morning, and I got a varied response from people. There's something that evokes a homecoming beacon with this whole season. We love to reminisce. We love to think about past Christmases. We even like to think about what it would be like to go back in time and simply go home. And even more so, <laughs> over the last two years, we really want things to go back the way they once were. Remember 2019? Ah, the good old days. I don't know about you, but I have a fairly clear picture of what, in my head, Christmas was like as a young child. I remember my grandparents dropping off the huge tray of cookies and fudge and everything else. I knew how things should look and feel at Christmas time. I knew what kind of food we were going to have on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, even knew what kind of music we would be singing here at church. These memories are hardwired into our minds as children. There's always that elusive yesteryear, the past, that perfection. And this type of year, time of year, brings that out in all of us. But what's in my head and the memories that are in your head and the realities, well, they're not exactly alike or even similar, it seems. There may be pieces and bits here and there that are ideal. There may be customs and traditions that you did as a child that you have transferred on to your own children and your own household. But something or someone always seems to be missing. It may be something missing in my heart, it may be a place, a song, a decoration, the wrong kind of tinsel, or the missing ingredient to the holiday grog or glug or nog or whatever silly drink we drink this time of year. It may be something bigger and more important than all of that. This is a time of year where we love to reminisce about Christmas's past. I think of a time in Atlanta, Georgia, when I was at my aunt and uncle's house with all of my family. I was about four or five years old. They lived in a split-level house, and my Latvian grandmother had taken a pause during the time of opening presents to use the restroom. And as she came down the staircase to where we were opening presents, she began to fall. She grabbed on to my, my aunt and uncle's live Christmas tree. My aunt yelled out, my tree, my tree. And my grandmother ended up landing on me as I was opening up a present. That might explain a lot, actually. I don't even remember what present I was opening, but I remember that time, and I remember 
all of my family there looking at all of this with great concern, but now we look back at it with great laughter. It was traumatic initially for me being at that age, but strangely enough, I'd love to be back at that house again with all of those family members once again. But we can't go back into time. We can't undo the present and transport back to some sort of hidden perfection. We can't, it seems, go home to where we were raised, with who we were raised, and how we were raised. We can't go back to things the way they used to be. And the truth is, is that that perfection of home and hearth may have never been perfect in the first place. We children, as we grow up, have a remarkable capacity for forgetting what we don't want to remember, all bringing to the forefront what suits our purposes and our joy. You and I can't go home. We can't go back time. We can't live the past all over again. And if we understand that, if we truly understand that and hold on to that, we understand Christmas and God's perspective for us. For you see, many years ago, we left our true home in the Garden of Eden. And when we left in our rebellion and foolishness, we left God's home, God's plan for humanity. And because of that, our home, this world, will never be the same again. There's a gap. There's a place missing that can only be filled with you. God's heart has been broken for us all. But this is the amazing thing about the message of Christmas, about Jesus becoming flesh for us. You heard it from John today. Did you notice that? He says in the first chapter of his gospel, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us in the very beginning. You can't go beyond that time. In the very genesis of all time and space, for you and for me, was the word. The word in your hearing, the word made flesh, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, for you, for me. In the midst of all of this time, in the midst of all of this space, in the midst of all of this history and the memories, God goes back even further and says, I'm right here where I have always been. God, throughout time, throughout history, has called and called and will continue to call us home again to him. Because his home isn't the same without you. For where you are is not where he is. Our sinfulness has separated us from him, and he desires to call us back home to him in fellowship with him. It's where we truly belong. And it's not just you, it's for everyone, every last one of us the family of God. It's where you belong. All of our restlessness, all of our longing for completion 
It can only be filled in Jesus. We can search and search and search. We can try out all sorts of presents. We can look for the meaning and purpose of life, making things just right, but it will never work without Jesus. Because of that, we cannot find our way home. And because of that, that is why Jesus left his heavenly dwelling and has been born for you. He has entered into our restless hearts. He has clothed himself with our skin, our flesh, our bone, so that a little child may lead us home to him. The little babe, so few days old, has come for us to now even calm our fears and to show us God's love for us, and most of all, to say that all that is wrong with the world, all that is broken with the world, is forgiven, restored, and renewed, to draw us back into fellowship with him. He comes as a little child, he comes saying to you and me, do not be afraid. I am on your side. Come and receive me. Let me lead you in your life. For in me you will find your place, your true home, that maybe you didn't even know was missing in your life. This day is the annual celebration of the power and grace of God's love for you, the hymns, the readings, all of the symbols on the tree, the Eucharist, all of these things point to the one great light and beacon that leads us out of this dark world to home. God has visited you, his people. He comes to you this day and we come and adore him because we know that we cannot go back in time. We can't relive those memories, those customs of things in the past. Maybe we are even mourning the fact that we cannot do it with people who have gone on before us from death into life. But nonetheless, he has come to reunite us here at this place with each other as the family of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, and he reunites us with angels and archangels and all of the company of heaven as we come around this Christmas feast today, just as he always has, in the past, in the present, and in the future. We may not be able to go back in time and relive those things, but God in Christ Jesus has lived out through all of time and place and comes to bring you here today a foretaste of that feast to come, a reminder that he has gone to prepare a place for you so that on the last day you may be brought home in him and by him. Merry Christmas. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.